Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's poppin', Poppy? What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's your day going? It's all right. I'm a little, uh, a little sleepy, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'll survive. My man, Poppy, over here started a new, uh, started a new job. Completely, yeah, fuck me. Completely switched the sleep schedule. You were used to waking it up at like what four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and now you're getting off of work at seven o'clock in the morning. Sucks, man. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> completely switched it up. The sleep schedules just have none of it. No. Mm. Like, like the word sleep schedule doesn't exist. Is it the sleep or the schedule part? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a little bit of fucking both, to be honest with you. <laughs> that sounds <clears throat> very enjoyable. It's about as enjoyable as you can expect. Mm. Well, like, use your imagination. That's all I can say. I'm excited to see, like, how, sl- how sleep deprived you are and, and, like, how this episode turns out because of that. I mean, I. I, I told you earlier I drank a C4 energy drink and I like caught my second wind. I feel like I can go I can go back to work. Wired. I wouldn't go that far. Wired. I'm like halfway there. <laughs> hey, John Bon Jovi. That's a great song, isn't it? Love it. It's a great song. Oh my gosh! All right, well, let's get right into uh, last night's game. Thursday night football: the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this was Dalvin Cook's show. <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put my buddy uh, Holman here on blast. God, don't um, do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! In our fantasy league, granted, in Wes's defense, um, I think that's the first time I've ever used your first name on the podcast. Oh, they know who I am now. That's all right. You'll be fine. They don't know my government name. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> take me alive. <laughs> um, in my man's defense, here he did work until eight o'clock last night, and he did not receive a notification telling him that Dalvin Cook was active. So in um, the final week of the regular season for the money league that we are in, he had Dalvin Cook and all 32 of his points sitting on the bench. Oh, yeah, I was resting my starters. That's not how it is. <laughs> well, Jonathan Taylor was on a buy. I figured I'd give Dalvin Cook the week off, too. That doesn't add up still. It made sense. I mean, it doesn't not make sense, but then again, at the same time, ask Dalvin Cook how he felt last night. Mm, you look good. To to be fair, in your defense, thirty I I saw on ESPN thirty percent of teams had him benched. So this was not something that was really expected. Um, let alone the amazing performance that he did. I I I, I sure as hell didn't expect it. I mean he played he, he ran his ass off. Yeah, I mean they had two hundred and forty two yards rushing. He had two hundred and five of them. It's crazy, man. He had a day. Is he the best back in the NFL? No. Yeah, that was a stupid question. Well, as long as you know. Don't let it happen again. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> who is who is best back in the NFL? I mean, this year or just like, like per- period. It's Derrick Henry. I just think it's Jonathan Taylor. I it's it's Derrick Henry. I mean, it's a defensive end that runs a football 23 miles an hour. That's scary. It's like going against Clowney every down. It pretty much is going like going against David Clowney every down. God, golly. 
You know, fun fact for you. This is like way off the rails. I don't really care. Right. Um, Starting early. Uh, yeah, just we're just getting it out of the way now. I'm pretty sure Derek Henry's like 6'4", 230. Of like just straight muscle. You know who else is the same size as him? And think about this when I tell you this. Everybody knows what Derrick Henry looks like. There's a certain former president who's 6'4", 230. That's Donald Trump. Think about that for a second. I don't want to. They're both the same size. And think about the difference between Derrick Henry and Donald Trump. There's no way that they're the same size. First of all, Donald Trump doesn't have any hair, and Derek <laughs> Derek Henry straight up looks like he's uh, <laughs> from Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> There's no way that they're the same size. I swear to you. I think you need to check your sources. I, I, I don't need to. <laughs> it's the truth. There's no shot. I'll pull it up right now. No, we're good. I believe you. I don't, but I do. Um, I mean, that's really all there was. Pittsburgh tried to make it a game late in the game. Um, Najee Harris had a had a pretty good uh Donald Trump weighs two forty three. I don't we're we're off that. We're moving on. Sorry, right. you're right. Uh yeah, uh, Pittsburgh did try to make it a game did make it a game late. Um the offense for Minnesota got really stagnant there at the end, which has kind of been a trend for them. They start hot and cool off. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. Um Luckily, the touchdown to KJ Osborne really saved him. Um, that was eventually the difference maker of the game. So, um, shout out that. Shout out them. Yeah. Shout out them. Got the they they got the win. Something the Ravens couldn't do against the Steelers last week. So, you know, kudos to them. Pain. Uh, I mean, it made up for it since the Steelers lost. Pain. Yeah, I agree. All right. Who do you have as the best team in the AFC right now? Right now. Right now. New England. The New England Patriots. Who do you think is the best team? Do you you think they are regardless? Or, like, obviously, the Patriots are playing the best football. Um. But, so, I, so, I personally think the Patriots are playing the best football in the NFL right now. I also agree with that. Um, best team, I, genuinely, I think um, talent top to bottom. I think the best team in the AFC, this is going to be very biased, is the Ravens. I mean, top to bottom, they have a very, very talented and deep roster. Unfortunately, we're having our depth tested because of all the injuries that the Ravens have had. Um, the Patriots, on the other hand, are also a very deep team, but yep. they don't have the same misfortune with injuries as we do. Um, so I think I, th- I think the Patriots and the Ravens are the two best teams, but this, this season, far and away, I think it's the... I, I think it's the um the Patriots. I I believe that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC right now as well. <clears throat> they are playing they're playing bully ball. I mean they're 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 playing so well. They have a point differential of 150 points positive. That's just crazy. It's absurd. Um although and it really pains me to say this, I think the best team in the AFC is the Chiefs. It pains me to say it. Patrick Mahomes drives me insane, not more than his younger brother does. <laughs> yeah. I would like to just, like, have, like, a marshmallow gun and just shoot him with marshmallows for, like, 112 straight hours. At some point, that's got to do some damage. 
at some point it has to hurt. <laughs> like varying marshmallow sizes too. Like some like hot cocoa marshmallows, some like lucky charms. You know what we could do? We could just like stuff every single marshmallow with a rock. Oh god. <laughs> That'll really do some damage. Quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> um it pains me to say it, but yeah, I think the uh, I think the Chiefs are the best team. Their defense is starting to pick it up. Um, they have so much talent on that offensive side. Um, I think the biggest thing is I don't exactly know what is going on with their offense, but once they figure it out, they're gonna be they're gonna be the team to beat again. I don't like saying it; angers me. I'm probably gonna like kick myself in the butt later for saying it, but that's my opinion. Cool. So, I think the big thing with the Chiefs' offense is, besides the fact that Patrick Mahomes has thrown more interceptions than what people think he can do, yeah. Um, I also don't think they have an identity with running the ball. They have no clue what they're doing. It's kind of the same way as the Buffalo Bills. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs have more talented running backs than the Bills do. I agree. Um, for whatever reason, they can't run the ball. Cause it's, not, it's not like they have a crap offensive line either. Uh, they just they just can't get the ball. They just they just can't get going running the ball. But with that said, you could put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands sixty times a game, and he's gonna make something fucking happen. Yeah, it's gonna turn out good for you. I don't understand how you play in Buffalo and you don't have a run game. Don't get me wrong, nothing on the Buffalo Bills. They have a good team. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. Stephon Diggs is an amazing receiver. Um, they have a really good defense. How do you play? In somewhere like Buffalo, and you don't have a run game. That's beyond me, man. I mean, I mean that game. The it was a Sunday night game, right? Yes. The it was a Monday. Regardless, not important. Um, but that that game between the Bills and the Patriots that just goes to show how important a running game is in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots threw the ball three fucking times. Yeah, and they won. And they won. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I never would have thought that that would have even been remotely possible. In today's NFL. Right, exactly. I mean, the the modern NFL is so pass-happy. The fact that a team won running the ball every single play besides three yeah. is crazy. They almost, had, they almost had three backs go over 100 yards. Yeah, it was insane. Well, Damian Harris broke a long one, and then I think he got hurt, so Ramondre Stevenson came in yep. and carried the load. But And Brandon Bolden played re- really good, too. And, hey, I mean, so did Buffalo's defense. Yeah, I mean... They gave up a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and two field goals. I mean... With that said, they could not, like... When they, when they, wanted, when they wanted to get going, you... They couldn't stop the Patriots running the ball. There's a strong... That's a strong backfield. Bunch of strong, big-body backs. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and they wouldn't want to get in the way. Ramondre Stevenson is huge. Shout-out to you. Yeah, you take any chance you can i gotta put that in there <laughs> we're gonna be hearing that a lot yep sure are damn it who do you got in the nfc it's best team best team it's toss up um i mean this this, this this was this was a conversation that you and i had off off i almost said off fucking camera we don't have a camera in here um off um when we, when we were not recording but you can make a you can make a an argument for like four or five different teams in the NFC. Same thing, same thing with the AFC. Um, but I think, um, I think best team right now is the Packers. Yeah. And the scary thing is, is that they don't have David Bakhtiari, who is, you could make an argument for the 
best tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. They have also been playing this season without, I think it's Preston Smith, or is it Zedarius? Zedarius. Zedarius Smith can can get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy named Jair Alexander. Who's that? Uh, one of the best corners I've ever seen. Oh, I haven't heard of him. So, I mean, I mean, they've, they've been playing without the top cover corner the entire year also. Um, so, the defense is already scary to begin with. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yeah. Um, they haven't had Aaron Jones for a, a little while, too. Yeah, he's 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 been kind of in he's been kind of inefficient. Yeah, he's been playing, but he hasn't been playing very very well. Uh, he's he's probably still hurt. Yeah, he's banged up. They probably they probably just should have shut him down for a while. Because I mean, AJ Dillon is not a bad back. No, I, they got that division wrapped up. They no one was really going to compete with him. Um, I think the only team you could have made an argument argument for, which I mean, if I mean. If the if the Minnesota Vikings that jumped up to a twenty nine to nothing lead played that way every game, I think it'd be a very very interesting race. But they just can't uh, they can't close the game. Yeah, they can't lock it in. I agree. I think the Packers are the best team. Um, I think Jair Alexander last year had the lowest completion percentage against him when it came to wide receivers. I mean, he was locking it down last year yeah he's like a he's he's like a big 12 foot by 12 foot blanket yeah i think it was like him and jalen ramsey were like one and two for best cornerbacks in the league which is wild to think about yeah that jalen ramsey is having such a sustained success um in his career but yeah green bay is the number one team i agree they they beat arizona already this year um i think that they can hang with anybody didn't they beat him handedly I don't remember the score of that game. I'll be Neither honest do with you. I okay. don't. Um, and that was, I mean, they uh, they didn't even have Devontae Adams that game. They beat the Arizona Cardinals without the best wide receiver in football. Right, yeah. I mean, they, they're the best team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the Cardinals are another team that I think you can make the, argu- you can make the argument for. Um, the Rams, that's another team. I don't know what's happened to them lately. Um but I think they're about to start hitting their stride again. Yeah, they got to figure it out at some point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's another team that I'm just the uh, the Buccaneers. I mean, I mean that defense has some problems, but as long as TB12 is on the sideline, then you always have a fighting chance. Same thing. It's it's like it's like the Patrick Mahomes effect. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Bucks are the best team in the NFC, but when it comes to playoff time, I want nothing to do with seeing Tom Brady lined up on the yep. other side of me. I don't yeah. want it. Yeah. Unless you're wearing purple and black. Yeah. Or you play for the fucking Giants. <laughs> Golly. Well, only if Eli's over there. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do something a little new this week. What do you think? I'm with it. All right. We are going to pick three games. One that we think is a lock. One game we think there's going to be an upset. And the game of the week. Our opinions. Yeah, so so the reason why we're only picking three games is because you and I could literally go on a tangent for about two hours talking about the NFL, and we'd end up talking about Megan Thee Stallion at the end. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong, but I honestly think that that might be something that somebody wants to hear somewhere along the way. You're probably right, but we're three episodes in, and I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people to be subjected to that just yet. 
yeah, they got to be like kind of like grandfathered into that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it gets weird. It gets loose. Um, also, when we when we are referring to um, what our pick for game of the week is, all that is, that's um, that's what we're saying is going to be the most entertaining, um, closest game, just a, just the most entertaining game that we think is going to happen is going to happen. Um, this is all this is this is all completely subjective. Um, just our just our own opinions. I just wanted to uh, throw that out there beforehand before anybody questions. Oh, well, why the hell are you saying that's the game of the week? Like, well, they're going to call us idiots, uh, and they're not wrong. We are idiots. We are idiots. So, <clears throat> who is your lock this week? Who do you got? <clears throat> um. So my lock this week, I think, is um is the Packers playing against the Bears. Um. Justin Fields coming back from that rib injury that he got against the Ravens. I don't know how effective he's going to be, um, especially because he's playing. Uh, he's playing daddy. Interesting. Oh, Aaron, oh, Aaron! Like, like if you like if you go on Wikipedia and you look up Aaron Rodgers, he is the owner of the Chicago Bears. Well, yeah, he said that last time they played in Chicago. He yelled at all the fans, and said, "I still own you." I think he said it again in the interview this week. I could, oh, I I could, I could be wrong. Jeez Louise. I have the Tennessee Titans at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's my lock for this week. Can we elaborate a little bit more? I just, I just, just any other thoughts on that? They're home. They're a physical team. Um they're they're just gonna like bully Trevor Lur- Lawrence, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Had a bit of an accent there. I don't know where that came from. Neither do I. <laughs> uh Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and then Nyer Jacksonville team. I think they're just gonna bully them. I they agree. play bully ball. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree with you. That's my lock for this week. Who do you have as your upset? I think you and I are both kind of in agreement on this. Um, yeah. They got they, they tasted the they they got the taste of blood. Now I think it's I, I think it's on. I think the, I think the Lions are about to go on a run here. Who was that kid? I think it was uh, it was I think it was a high school game. He's like um, standing in the hallway doing an interview. He's like, I think I got my swagger back. Oh God, yeah, that kid is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> That like like have you have you watched that entire that entire video? Because there's this there's this guy I uh, oh my gosh he straight up sounds like he <laughs> say it he, dude he, he he straight up sounds like he smokes like a pack a day. That's rad, dude. Like like he like his voice is just so deep. Like you look at him and you're like, there's no fucking way that he talks like that. <laughs> Like he's like straining his voice. That's cool. Oh, it's cool. It's funny as hell. It's funny as hell. That's rad. Um, I think Detroit got their swagger back. I think what I say it was they had. Well, if they didn't get it back. They just happened to find it. Yeah, they have. They found it in the lost and found sitting up sitting up in one of the fucking offices at Ford Field. Yeah, there's probably a few things in that lost and found. Probably right. <laughs> probably right. Um, they're at Denver. I think they have Denver as like a ten point favorite. Um. That just has all the makings of an upset. Yeah, I mean, plus Denver's not playing very, very well either. Um, they ran the ball really, really well against the Chiefs last week, but that I mean, they started three and zero. They're three and six since. Yeah, and I think Vic has kind of lost that locker room a little bit. Yeah, and by Vic he means Vic Fangio. Yeah, not Michael Vick. Just, 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 just for people who don't know who the head coach of the Denver Broncos are. Um, but yeah, I think, um, 
if they don't, if I genuinely think they're going to win that game, but I at least think they cover the spread. I think it's between like minus eight, minus ten, something like that. I they they definitely cover the spread. Yeah, I would definitely take Detroit plus ten. Oh yeah, I would definitely take that. yeah for sure. Who do you have as your game of the week? Game of the week. This is this one's going to be um, kind of pulling to that at left field. I think it's going to be Las Vegas and Kansas City. I just think that game is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be very high scoring, very entertaining. And I think it's going to come down to field goal. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, because they played earlier this season at Las Vegas, and Kansas City beat the living shit out of them. Well, I, 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 know, I know that. Um, I just think Derek Carr is going to be in his bag this game. Mm. I mean, I hope he is. See, I mean, Derek Carr is one of those sneaky quarterbacks. Like, if if if, if he's if he's on, strap in. You're in for a long fucking game. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard to watch. V- yeah, very hard to watch. What's what's your uh, what's your game of the week? I have San Fran going to Cincy. That's a good one. That's I think that's my game of the week. I think they have the closest spread. At I think they have, what was it the the Bengals at minus one and a half. I think you're right. I believe it was. Um, no, they have San Fran as minus one and a half as the away team. So I think that's just going to be a really good game. Um, Cincinnati did also just struggle big time against the Chargers. Yeah. And San, and San Francisco has been stringing together a lot of good wins. They've had some good wins. They have a good defense. Yeah. Um, I look for that pass rush of San Fran to really get after them. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's you, my game of the week. Who do you think wins that game? I know that's not. I know that I know that wasn't a part of the assignment when we were figuring this out. But I'd, I'm, I'm just curious if yeah. you really know. Put me on the spot. Um, that's the point of it. I hope San Fran wins. I okay. think Cincy wins. Okay. Just as a Ravens fan, obviously, yeah. I hope San Francisco wins. Yeah, I got you. I'm I'm not ashamed to to admit that. Never. Um, you never should be. Yeah, I'm not going to. So speaking of dialing it back a little bit, hitting the hitting the rewind button, talking about Vic Fangio being fired. Yeah. Or he lost the locker room. There's talks about him being on the hot seat. Um, who do you think is going to be the first head coach fired in the NFL this year? <laughs> so I think um, Harrison Smith just saved Mike Zimmer's job last night. Because <laughs> I'm 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 telling you, if Pittsburgh scores on that. Pass the Firemuth in the end zone. He win, loss, draw, it didn't matter. Mike Zimmer was gonna get fucking fired. You're up twenty nine and you allow him to come back. Yeah. Dude, you gotta fire him after that. Yeah. Um so I think depending I don't I don't know who they play next. Um, but if they lose bad enough, I think Mike Zimmer gets fired next week. Not next week, the following week. Because, of, of course, they played yesterday. They're not going to fire him next fucking week. They just fucking won the game. But. Yeah, they just won. Yeah. Um, I'm staying in the same division as you. I think Matt Nagy is out the door. I think he's out the door regardless, for sure. I think he's the first um, one to go. He might be. I don't know. Um, that Bears team is very disappointing this year. I, ho- I hope for Justin Fields' sake that they do fire him sooner rather than later. Because... It, Matt Nagy, he missed what two, three games because of COVID. I think it was two. In those two games, Justin Fields had his two best games of his career so far. I mean, the the numbers don't lie there, right? I mean, 
for the sake of Justin Fields and his development, I really hope Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy gets fired soon. To to be clear, we don't wish we don't we don't wish these people get fired at all. Like having having your entire family uprooted. I mean, I've been fired from a job before. It sucks. It does suck. Um, you know, to have to have all that sense of security just taken away from you like that. Um, it sucks. So I don't wish it on anybody. But with that said, I. It's a business. It's a business, man. It's a business. And I think Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, one of those two are getting the job block first. Yeah. Okay. Urban Meyer's another one. David Culley, don't be surprised if he gets fired too, um, which may have been the strangest hire in, 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 in NFL history. We both questioned it as Ravens fans, but loved it as Ravens fans too because we got fucking rid of him. See, it's crazy. We got rid of them, and and they're also giving us two third round picks. One this past draft, and one this upcoming draft. Yeah, I was so happy to see him go. Like, cool. Thank you. Want me to make, you want to make a sandwich for the road there, Dave? <laughs> yeah. I fucking will. Yeah, I'll even cut the crust off. I'll, I'll, I'll cut the crust off. I'll seal it with a kiss. I'll do whatever you want me to. You want me to cut it corner to corner? Like, what do you want here? Yeah, corner to corner, straight down the middle. I'll do whatever you want. Just enjoy your trip down to Houston. It's got to be corner to corner. Got to be. It's yeah. gotta, it, it, it tastes different. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out you. I got I to gotta give, uh, give you credit. Mario Cristobal. Called it. It's going to the U. Called it. The U is back. U's back, baby. That's terrifying to think about. I love it, though. Yeah, so um, so, so just, just so everybody knows where my train of thought was behind this, Mario Cristobal used to play for the University of Miami. Um, he still lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could, he could tell you how to get to each and every single high school from the college. So I think he's going he's gonna to recruit the hell out of uh, out of South Florida, mm-hmm. if I'm Florida, Florida State, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, because that guy got a lot of big time players to go to Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Like number one, I've never in my life met but met somebody by the name of Eugene. Mm. I feel like I have. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, but. I let alone wouldn't want to go play in a town called Eugene. I have no room to talk. My hometown isn't great. Yeah, that's that's facts. The name of it confuses everybody. So I don't have much room to talk there, but Miami is going to compete in the ACC for years to come as long as he's there. Yeah, and, and I mean, crazy, crazy thing is, is, it's not like they weren't uncompetitive under Manny Diaz. They had a winning record. Yep. It's just, unfortunately, the expectations were so high for him that um, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, so the thing with Mario Cristobal is he can recruit linemen very, very, very well. Like Oregon. On, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Oregon has always had good players in the trench. So, yeah. So he's going to help that. That's going to help Miami drastically. Like They already have a lot of key players over there. They just kind of struggled in the trenches. And I think Mario Cristobal is really going to help them lock it in and, and get them competitive in the ACC. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, Oregon, I think, I think before Cristobal got there, Oregon wasn't incredibly competitive after the Chip Kelly era. I could be wrong. They struggled. They're trying to get him back. I saw it today. Yeah. I, that, I think that's great for college football. I love it. I don't think he's leaving UCLA, but I love it. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he leaves UCLA either. Um, the reason behind that, I will tell you later. Oh, because yeah, you're you're in for a you're in for a shocker. But yeah, I Yee. but I not, not I'm not here to say I told you so. But thank you for acknowledging that. Um, for all those naysayers who thought, man, this guy's fucking dumb. Well, you are. Well, I am. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm more than just a cute face, man. I'll give you that. <laughs> hey, it wasn't Dion. Yeah, your team got a good guy. They got a good guy. I actually really like the hire. Yeah, I've heard on some you know sports media that they didn't to really. Be, to be fair, before we before we continue continue, we're, we are talking about Brent, ben, Brent Venables going to Oklahoma. For those who didn't follow, fair enough. Thank you for. Uh, we just jumped right into it. Yeah, we just got right into it. Thank yeah. you. For, thank you for keeping me locked in there. No um, problem. Gotcha. Um, I loved the hire. I think it's great. Um, defensive coordinator from Clemson coming over to be the new head coach of Oklahoma. He's a former Oklahoma player as well. Um, he coached there too, didn't he? Yes. Okay. Um, so I love it. Um, I think he's. I think he's a big name. He's probably going to stop the bleeding of everybody trying to transfer out, all the recruits leaving. Um, he's going to stop the bleeding there. He is going to understand the culture. He's going to, I think he's going to be a damn good coach. He brought over the offensive coordinator from Ole Miss. Once again, I love that hire as well. Yeah. Um, these are two guys that we're getting ready to go in the SEC in a couple of years. That's two guys I really, really like to help lead us in. Those are two guys who know how to compete against SEC-type teams. Yeah, I mean, Clemson was going up against Bama and everything like that in national championships for like three years straight, I think it was. And of course, and of course, Ole Miss is in the SEC, so, yeah, so he knows how that works. So he, you know, he's seen Bama's defenses, he's seen Georgia's defenses, and Ole Miss was a damn good team this year. Yeah, I mean, he took a guy with Matt Corral, who I didn't know a whole lot about heading into this heading into this college football season. And he turned him into potentially what could be the number one pick in the draft, or at least the first quarterback taken. Yeah, I, 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 I there's a, there, I, I know you disagree with me because we've had conversations about this before, but there's a real, real legitimate chance that he could go first. I, I, I again, I, I know you disagree. I, know, I, I personally disagree. I, th- I think it'll be a defensive player that's first off the board. Yes, but um, he, he took someone who's relatively unknown and he turned him into a superstar mm-hmm. in Ole Miss. And now you have a guy like Caleb Williams who in his own right played played his way into being one of the top guys in the country. As long as he sticks around. I think he will. I I I think if he if he was going to transfer, I, th- I think he would have said so by now. I agree, but you just never know. I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. For your sake of mine, I think he stays. I appreciate that. Got you. No problem. So, college football awards came out last night. Yep. Everything but the Heisman. That comes on Saturday. Yes. Aiden Hutchinson got snubbed. Aiden Hutchinson, who I think is going to be the number one pick in the draft, over Kevon Thibodeau. I agree. That's not a slight to Thibodeau either. He's a freak of fucking nature. Yeah. Um, but Aiden Hutchinson played very, very well this season for a very, very good Michigan defense. And for those of you who do not know who Aiden Hutchinson is, I believe he, I believe he's number ninety-seven for Michigan. Watch him when they play Georgia. He's gonna be all over that fucking field. I think he had like fourteen and a half sacks this season. Crazy, crazy. 
but yes, he did get snubbed. Um, the there's two defensive player of the year awards. That yeah, go out. one of them, one of them, he was not eligible for since he's not an interior defensive lineman. Well, no, 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 no. So there's there's technically three. There's the best interior lineman, which is the Outland Trophy. Jordan Davis won that from Georgia. That's for offensive and defensive. The other two um, people that were nominated were offensive linemen. Fair. So so yeah. and then there's the Bednarik Award, defensive player of the year. That went to Jordan Davis from Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Bronco Nagurski Trophy. Yeah. That went to Will Anderson from Alabama. So do you know the difference between the two defensive player of the year trophies? I do not. Neither do I. I just I just I just didn't know if you know it or not. Um although I did, I was looking at the statistics. Will Anderson did deserve it. He was of absolute force. He had like 15 sacks this season. Yeah, he's just another one of those great Bama backers who who are going to translate well well to the NFL. Jordan Davis, I know you disagree with that, but then again at the same time, he his impact was more than just what he did on the stat sheet. I think he said he had what, 24 tackles all season? He had 28. He had 14 solo, 14 assisted. Okay. So his impact was much more than what reflected on the on the stat sheet. I mean, you like you you have to double team a guy that size. He's he's like six eight, three sixty. I think that's somewhere in that. Realm. He's a monster of a man. You have to double team him because he's physically stronger than one offensive lineman by themselves. He's about twice the size of your offensive lineman. Yeah, he like like literally he could probably pick up an entire car and bicep curl it. That's an exaggeration, but but I don't think it is. You, I mean, you you get the point that I'm making. He like like he is just, he's huge. He's huge. He's massive. So I I know you I know you disagree with him getting the, getting the award, uh for for defensive player of the year, but yeah, I think I think Aiden Hutchinson should have had his, um for yeah. that award. I agree, and I think with him not getting that award and Bryce Young winning two awards, the best quarterback and. Um, player of the year, I think Bryce Young has solidified himself as the Heisman Trophy winner. I would agree. Aiden uh, Aiden, Hutch- Aiden Hutch- Hutchinson, who's also a Heisman candidate, yeah, um, which was also surprising that he didn't win any other award. Right. That's what. That's kind of where I'm at. Like. Right. Um. But yeah, I think it's um. If it's not Bryce Young, then you're not giving out a Heisman this year. Yeah, I mean when he's won. He won two awards already this week, um, and I don't I don't think anybody else within the Heisman Trophy race had won any awards. Is that is that back from Michigan State? Is he um is he a Heisman candidate, Kenneth Walker? Um, I do not know if he is because he won two awards. He did win two awards. Yeah, he won. So so it's it's weird. I don't know why they do it this way, but college football has two offensive player of the year trophies and two defensive player of the year trophies. Don't know the difference between them, but Bryce Young won one of the Offensive Player of the Year trophies. Kenneth Walker won the other one. Yep. So, again, I don't know how that works. Um, if somebody listening does know how that works, please feel free to uh, shoot us a DM or send us something on Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> that explains that explains the difference so we are more educated. Yep. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I think I think it was Bryce Young's trophy to lose. The the win over Georgia is what did it. That yeah, that was lock and key. That was down yeah, the coffin. But with that said, I 
don't think C.J. Stroud was too is too far behind him. Had he had he had an opportunity to play in the Big Ten championship game, not saying he would have beat out Bryce Young, but I think it would be more of a entertaining story. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have to tune into the Heisman Trophy like presentation or anything like that because um, Bryce Young won it. Right, right. I I don't think it's close. You know, it's crazy. I think the top four guys who were projected to, according to most major sports books, the top four top four guys, odds wise, to win the Heisman. I'm pretty sure all finished. Oh, jeez. I think Bryce Young is the only person who was among the preseason favorites to win the Heisman that actually stayed around the top. I think you're. I think you're right. Because I know Spencer Rattler was. Spencer Rattler was the favorite. Yeah. And uh, DJ Uwe something or another from Clemson. Jesus Christ. At least give it a shot. <sighs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least give the kid the respect he deserves to get try. You got to try. I think it's DJ Uwe Ungalele. Hey, you tried. I think you're right. I don't know, but you tried. Jesus Christ, man. Give him the, give him the respect. Sorry, DJ. Yeah, say you're sorry. Come on our podcast. We, I don't we, think you will now. We only have two mics, but we'll buy a third just for you. Actually, can you buy it? You probably make more money with your player likeness than our salaries combined. Yeah, bring your own mic. <laughs> bring your own mic. <laughs> Byom. <laughs> so I think you have the um, the list of players in the transfer portal pulled up. Yeah. So so th- so this is a real big. I. I think that with with players now being immediately eligible to play the following season after entering the transfer portal, I think this is going to revolutionize college football for the better. Because um, now you don't have to go out and you, you don't have to hope and pray that you get these high school kids. You could literally find these guys who are already in college Wine and dine them and convince them to come play for your fucking school. Scumbag them, right? Like, like, like you could you could say to some to someone who's coming from I don't know Georgia Tech, like you're Kirby Smart. You walk into the you walk into my classroom and say, "Hey, we play Georgia Tech this year. You want to come just kick the shit out of them with us?" <laughs> I would be like, "Yeah." You think that conversation happens? Oh, I guarantee it. Hey, we play your current team. Do you want to come over here and just? Beat the shit out of them. Yeah, <laughs> like like we like we play your former team. We know they did you wrong. Come play for us and just run amok. It's gonna look like freaking Kimbo Slice, and this is like backyard fighting days. Oh, dude, that's so sick. I love that. <laughs> you weren't expecting that reference to come out today, were you? I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't either. Yeah, Kimbo Slice is a real one. Um, but I I I think it's going to change college football forever. Um. I mean the I mean the big name guy um was the number number one rated player in the entire two thousand and twenty recruiting class. Quinn Ewers, who graduated early from high school to early enroll at Ohio State, was the backup to CJ Stroud is transferring. Any rumors on where he's going? Uh no, so I haven't heard anything yet. Um, I'm sure something will come out here soon. Um, as far as where he could be going, 
Um, I don't know where that would be, but um, but yeah, that's one guy who's in the transfer portal. Eli Ricks, he's a really really solid corner from um from LSU. Kind of reminds me of Richard Sherman. Um, like he like if there if there's a box that DB needs to check, he checks it. Mm. Like L- LSU is DBU for a fucking reason. Yeah, they definitely are. This is the, this is this is just another one. Um, of course, of course, your boy Spencer Rattler. Um, rumor for him. UCLA. Really? Yeah. He must go get back at uh, Lincoln. Must. So now, I mean, if you're, and that was that was the point that I was bringing up with Chip Kelly. If you're Chip Kelly, would you rather go restart at Oregon, or would you rather have a chance of getting Spencer Rattler to come play at UCLA? I'd rather have Spencer Rattler, even though he was a shit show this last season. I would agree. Uh, another guy, Dylan Gabriel. He's a, he was, I think he is a graduate transfer from UCF. He's going to Ole Miss. Um, this has already been confirmed. Jaden Hazelwood, wide receiver from. Um, Oklahoma is going to Arkansas or have fun or Arkansas for those of you that don't know who that is. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys who have entered the transfer portal that you wouldn't think of as being um, big time guys like Terrence Lewis. He's coming from the university of Maryland. I believe he was a borderline five-star prospect that Maryland got and Mm -hmm. he's transferring. Um, Trying to see who else, who else we got here. Uh, Miles Brennan. He's the he was quarterback at LSU. He's moving. He's he's moving on. Um, I think I think that with being immediately eligible to to transfer, I think it's going to entice a lot more high profile guys to transfer. Um, especially if they're not getting the play time playing time they wanted immediately. Yeah, well, um, it's all to get in the NFL. So if you're not getting that shot for scouts to look at you, then yeah, you got to go somewhere where you are. Bingo. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, I. Circle back around to Quinn Ewers, um, a guy like him who, the only reason why he's not playing quarterback is because C.J. Stroud, I believe, redshirted. I could be wrong. Um, I don't know. And he learned, and and he just knew the offense better. Um, any other school, Quinn Ewers is starting day one. So, um, if that's not happening, I don't blame a guy for wanting to hit the reset button and go. Go figure out uh, something else for himself. He's going over to USC. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? I don't want to. Lincoln Riley would fucking do it again. Lincoln Riley might win a national championship over there with that kid. Crazy. I mean, they they are they are losing uh, Drake London. I think that's his name. His first name is Drake. I don't know. Um, their wide receiver. He's he's going to the NFL draft. He'll probably be a first round pick. So. But then, I mean, then again, at the same time, I think they'll be able to retool, no problem. Yeah, I agree. So, um, we're not going to get into the New Year's Six or anything like that. We're not going to get into the... Uh, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. We're not going to get into those in the college football playoffs and everything like that. Um, OSU and Notre Dame, they don't play on, on New Year's, correct? They do. Oh, they do. Okay. So, we're going to we're gonna leave that one, and then we're going to leave... Um, the Baylor and Ole Miss game for another day because I believe they're New Year's Day. They're New Year's Day as well. Um, those were the only really two games outside of the college football playoffs that I had any sort of um, like real ties to talking about. I think 
anything of. So let's just hop right into the NBA. Before we do that, shout out the University of Maryland. Bowl eligible for the first time since 2016. Hot dogs. Playing in the pinstripe bowl against Virginia Tech. Let's go Terps. Let's go Terps. All right, let's get into the NBA. The Pacers are planning on selling the farm. Yeah, so this one was something. I mean, this is this has been a like a while in the making. Um, if you ask me, um, that was a the Pacers were a team without an identity for a while. They were stuck in the middle of, okay, let's go out and compete. Uh. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, nah, I don't really feel like it kind of deal. I don't really feel like it. Yeah, so there are a lot of, there are a lot of good guys on that, on that Pacers team. You got Karis LeVert, uh, Miles Turner, Demontis Sabonis. I know they want to keep one of those guys between Sabonis and, um, uh, Sabonis and Miles Turner. They want to keep one of them. I don't know who they end up keeping. Um, probably Sabonis. I think it probably will be Sabonis. Um, Miles Turner's a little bit more limited as far as what he can do offensively. I mean, defensively, you know what you're getting. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's he's a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a great defensive player. Um, just doesn't have to just doesn't have the offensive game. So I think uh, I think. But then again, at the same time, wouldn't you want to wouldn't you want to trade for somebody like Sabonis? I think most people would love to have DeMontis and Bonus. I I I think they just hit the reset button and start from scratch. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they do. Knowing the Pacers, they probably won't even trade anybody. (laughs) Scumbag everybody. Hey, we're going to start trading, guys. They probably need to. Trade deadline comes. Hey, so are we getting traded? Nah. Nah. But no, I mean, mean, after after news like this comes out, you, you, you you almost have to trade them. Ziggy the podcast dog has to go outside. Yeah. Damn dog. Hey, right. We love him. Don't you dare. Nah, you're right. I do love him. At least he didn't start barking. That's, Dude, my, that's my best friend. We got to scrap this whole fucking thing and start from scratch. We started barking. No, we wouldn't. Bull. The people want to hear Ziggy the podcast dog. For 10 minutes straight? I, I don't even want to hear Ziggy the podcast dog for 10 minutes straight. And I fucking live with him. <laughs> well, that's why. All right. Yeah. Well, 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 I'll, 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 I'll stand down on this one. But yeah, well, give, give him the respect he deserves. Just wait. Jesus, man, you are tired and disrespectful today. I'm a little cranky. Okay, hey, cranky, man. Jesus, Louise. Cut me some slack. All right, I'll cut you some slack. Uh, looking at the standings in the NBA right now, though, um, Golden State still the most dominant team in the league. Um. It's not going to change anytime soon. They have a half game lead over the Phoenix Suns. Um, and the East is still up for grabs. East sucks. <laughs> the, the East just sucks. I did see, um, I think this was this morning that I saw this. Um, if a plant, uh, how is it phrased? Basically, if a I, I'm I'm going I'm going to use the word plant friendly for the sa- for the lack of a better term if there if there is a different term uh, for what I'm go- for what I'm going to say I apologize but if a plant friendly version of the COVID vaccine gets approved there is a possibility that Kyrie Irving could be convinced into getting it. 
and coming back and playing. That might be the weirdest news I've ever heard. <laughs> like, Kyrie is a flat earther. There's got to be some plans on this flat earth to get him a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, like at, at this point, if the news doesn't sound a little bit strange, it's not um, real. <laughs> it's not real, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Dude, I know you. See, I know you seen the video of him just levitating around on the on the practice on the practice floor. You seen that shit? No, I haven't seen that. He's like he stands flat footed and he leans all the way forward to the point where he's about to fall and fall over, and then he leans back. That's a weird individual. Like he has like the body control of something that I don't even know. Because that is like like if I try to lean over just to tie my fucking shoe, I almost <laughs> fall over. <laughs> and here's this guy just straight like a board leaning over, looking like Michael Jackson. Dude, straight up, he did. He real life looked like Michael Jackson on a basketball court. That's kind of cool. Except Michael Jackson, Michael Michael Jackson did not wear basketball shorts. Kind of wish he did. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay, that's enough. I... <laughs> so anyway, speaking of Golden State, Steph Curry is nine three pointers away from passing Ray Allen with the most three pointers in NBA history. I think it's a record that most people did not think was going to get broken, um especially this soon. Yeah, um I know I know something that a lot of people a lot of people said at the time when Ray Allen broke the three-point record, people are like, "Man, this is the one record that's never going to get touched. No way it gets touched." Touched. And then Steph Curry fucking makes 500 fucking threes in a season. And then you're like, There goes that. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, he's about to he's about to pass uh Ray Allen with close to like 500 less shots. It's crazy. 500 less less three-point field goal attempts than Ray Allen and he's getting ready to pass him. So in the in the in the game that he played before um he was 16 away and he was asked, "Are you going for the record tonight?" He's like, "You're damn right I am." He could have done it too. I think he missed like his first six threes. Oh god! He was like chuck- he was like chucking some of them up. Like the first one, I think was an air ball, Ugh. like a bad air ball. Ugh. Yeah, I'm he- just like like I, like I saw I saw the I saw the replay of it. I'm like, yeah, that is a Steph Curry shot. It's it like like either the net doesn't move an inch because he just drops it straight in, or it doesn't move an inch because he misses the fucking hoop. Well, he's shooting four thirty two from three point land. Forty-three point two percent. I was gonna say, what the fuck is four thirty-two? Come on, brother, you've you've been around sports long enough to know what that means. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know. w- w- with with that said, um, I used to hate Steph Curry. I thought he's bad for basketball. I thought this new three-point, like, like, oh, let's just go down the court and shoot a fucking three because I don't feel like going to the fucking rim. It's too fucking far away, so I ain't going there. I thought I thought that would eventually fizzle out, but it hasn't. Um, so damn him. Yeah, bastard. Um, but it's it's kind of like the Tom Brady thing. I'm pretty sure it's something that we touched on last last episode. If not, then that we've we've talked about it at some point. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where at some point you got to stop hating the guy and just sit back and appreciate that you're able to watch him do this now. Yeah, because at some point you're not going to be able to. Like at some point, Steph Curry's not going to be able to just bury three after three after three and put your team in a casket. Yeah. Um. No, I will say with with the with the three point record about to be broken. Um. 
I believe 80% of the top 10 for three-pointers made are all active players. Um, Let's see. So we have Ray Allen at number one, Steph Curry at number two, Reggie Miller three, James Harden four, Kyle Korver five, Vince Carter is six, Jason Terry seven, uh, Jamal Crawford is eight, Paul Pierce is nine, and Damian Lillard is ten. Okay, so I was way off. But then again, at the same time, those are all players who have played in the modern NBA. Yeah. Yep, they all have. Which just pisses me off. I wish they would go back to the days where, like, Zach Randolph was the best player in the NBA. Just throw his big ass in the fucking post and let him go to fucking work. Yeah, he was... He was a dog down there. Speaking of dogs. Speaking of dogs, Ziggy is back. Podcast dog. Oh, I shouldn't have acknowledged him. Now he's coming over. Yeah. Bubs. Um, reel it in here. here. <laughs> Gotta reel it in. Ziggy's, Ziggy's getting this all out of focus here. Yeah, I know. Mm. It's not his fault. He's so cute. Bastard. <laughs> um, real quick, just want to touch this, touch on this before we <laughs> get into. What are you laughing at? The next segment, the laughable moment of of the week. We're gonna we're gonna touch on uh, this moment in the NHL, and then we're gonna get into the laughable moment. So here. this this wait, we're gonna touch on the NHL now. Yeah. Okay, got it. So I saw might possibly be the coolest goal I've ever seen. The Anaheim Ducks managed to pull off a little alley oop uh, goal. Sick, isn't it? It was so cool. Uh, was it uh, Trevor Zegras threw it over the net, picked a puck up from behind the net with his with his stick, tossed it over the net behind the goalie, and Sonny Milano just swatted at it like it was a sword. <laughs> Shut out a sword. Shout out bench warmers. <laughs> oh my god! I knew that you were gonna have a good time with that. You had no clue I was gonna say that. Um, yeah, he just he chopped at it like it was a sword, and he scored. And he scored. It yeah. was a little like alley oop in the NHL. You know, it's crazy. So I saw, I forget where it was. I want to say it was ESPN, but they were recapping some of the greatest um, like trick shot goals of of recently. And have you have you seen? The goal by Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, the one where he's like penguin sliding down the ice, and, and he, he just... scores from his fucking back when he's doing like a little dolphin dive. Yeah, or and he like just... a, like rolling on the ground like an otter. Takes a stick and just like hooks it and like you right know, into the goal. You know that goal was not included. Shame on them. That's like that. That is by far the greatest goal I've ever fucking seen. Shame on them. Yeah, they didn't include it. Man, yeah, I don't think this one passes that one, but this one was. Oh, pretty damn cool. Oh, that's cool as hell. It was pretty damn cool. I've never seen it. That was R- cool. Right. I like like I I know you're ve- you're very relatively new to the sport of hockey. Yep. I don't want to take credit for this, but I kind of put you on to it. A little bit, yeah. I'll give you credit. Um so yeah. I just think it that is, was so cool. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Oh man, I think this segment might be your favorite of the episode. You were looking forward to this one. I've been waiting for this all damn day. Another new one. So, so this, so this is, so what we're gonna start trying to do is, since we like to have fun and we laugh around on, on the podcast, we're gonna we're gonna go over some of the funny shit that we've seen throughout the week, and uh, <laughs> ju- like like hopefully to give you guys a little bit of a laugh um, with the takes that we have on this. Um, so it's two different things that I saw. Uh, sticking with hockey. The um the Arizona Coyotes were told by the city of Arizona that they're not going to be allowed into the into their own fucking arena because they owed one point <laughs> three million dollars in back fucking taxes. What a bunch of idiots! Like, 
<laughs> that is the epitome of a horribly ran franchise. Can't even pay the rent. They, like, <laughs> do the shit thing is they own the fucking building. They still can't afford rent. <laughs> <laughs> they own the they own the fucking building and all that stuff. And I and I was reading that the uh, the owner of the Coyotes called the um called the commissioner of the NHL and he's like, hey, no big deal, but this is going on. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the the commissioner of the NHL the only, thing, the only thing he had to say was this is not good <laughs> and that was and that was pretty much the extent of the conversation how are you supposed to respond to that hey it's not a big deal we're working on it <laughs> hey not a big deal it'll be fixed in the morning but we owe 1.3 million dollars in taxes and the city will not let us into our own stadium it's not a big deal we'll play some road games everything's fine we're fine but yeah the, like like they said, they said that uh, any vendors that show up, any personnel that show up, they're gonna send them home. They said, "Fuck it, you can't come in. You can't come in here." That's wild, dude. That's so funny. Like, like that's like that's got to be the epitome of the worst run franchise in in all sports. The bad teams make bad decisions. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. The crazy thing is, since we say that's the worst run franchise in all of American sports, they're actually the least valuable of the four major sports in um in North America. Interesting. I mean, they're still valued at $700 million, so I don't know why you can't use 1.3 of that to pay your fucking bills. But <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't make those decisions. We just talk about them. We just talk about them. Next one. It's not even 24 hours. Hasn't even been 24 hours. Yeah, I'm going to have a fucking field day with this guy. I'm just going to mute my mic. I'm going to let you run with this. You just get right into it. All right, so... Good grief. I don't even know where to fucking start. So last night during the um during the game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um give them what they want, Ziggy. Good grief. This is screwing up the production value of this fucking podcast. So um <clears throat> Dude. Like I'm angry at the dog now, and I'm angry at this. Uh, I'm angry at this guy. <laughs> All right. So, so last night during during the game, um, a certain Pittsburgh receiver named Chase Claypool thought it would be a good idea to start pointing fingers in the face of a of a Minnesota DB, which prompted the wide which prompted one of the referees to throw a flag on him. Well, Mike Tomlin got pissed and benched him for a short time. Idiot. Idiot. So here comes Chase Claypool back into the fucking game, and I'm pretty sure second play he's on the fucking field. He fumbles the ball. Idiot. Yeah, granted, he turns around and he makes a great he, he makes a great catch late in the game to help him out. But then this this is the part where I'm about to just go f- ballistic. I love this. On fourth and one, they ran a slant in ran a slant inside to Chase Claypool. He caught the ball. No timeouts. Thirty some odd seconds left on the clock, and they're down by eight. Guess what this jackass does? He barks. <laughs> this is not helping. <laughs> Chase Claypool thinks it's a good idea to go ahead and celebrate the first down. While the clock's running. While the clock's running. So then here comes an offensive lineman trying to get him back set into position. He Chase Clay, scares the shit out of Chase Claypool when he drops the damn ball. <laughs> so they don't get the ball set until at least 10 seconds after the play is over. Which, 10 seconds in the NFL, that's a lifetime. Yeah. And in the interview, he turns around and says, okay, well, I caught the ball, I did my little celebration, I turned around to go give the ball to the ref, and the ref wasn't there. 
Well, jackass, <laughs> why are you celebrating with 30 seconds left on the clock? Just put the damn ball down. Just put the damn ball down and go get lined up. Yeah. And then he had the audacity to blame everything on the offensive lineman that, that ran into him. He's just angry he can't put his AirPods in. <laughs> yeah, he's angry that he, he's, he's just angry that he can't listen to his music of practice. And apparently during the games. And, 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 during the, and during the games. Look, I don't know. The point is, I think Chase Claypool is so fucking stupid for doing something like that. Like, like, like why are you celebrating? Like, Randy Moss never celebrated the first down when his team is down by fucking eight with 30 seconds left. That's because he's worried about winning. Exactly. Chase Claypool is worried about fucking Corvette Corvette. Tell me I'm wrong. Mm, and, that, and, yeah. that, and that black slash across his face. I want, like, every time I see it, I'm going to smack him. You think you would if you ever saw him? I just want to like hash that out. No way. Okay. No, no way am I physically touching Chase Claypool besides maybe shaking his hand. May I take your hat, sir? But yeah, like when I saw all this stuff going on with Chase Claypool, I'm just like, holy crap, I love it. <laughs> like I was like I was so frustrated and I'm like, mm, idiot. Mm-mm-mm. And Mike Tomlin was asked about the whole the whole situation. Um, I don't know if it was post game or it was earlier today. He's like, "Oh, do you think Chase Claypool learned from learned from the benching and everything that happened with his mental mistake last night?" All Mike Tomlin could say was, "We'll see." <laughs> don't think he did. No, no, he with, definitely didn't. With, with with that said, if your coach is lo- if your coach is losing faith in you after your second season, uh, you ain't going to be in the NFL for very long, if you ask me. Well, at least not on that team. Hell no. Yeah, he's gone. I'd trade him. Yeah, for a Corvette. Or two. Corvette, Corvette. If you get rid of him and Juju, you can get four Corvettes. That's too many Corvettes. You can give one to Ben Roethlisberger when he leaves. <laughs> Tell him to get the hell out. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a Corvette. Get the hell out. Get the hell out. Jesus. Um, so that's going to wrap up the episode here. There is one more thing that I think uh, we wanted to add. We wanted to um, reach out to you guys. Um, so we're kind of getting started on this whole journey. Um, we have set up a few different... Um, social media platforms we have instagram we have twitter we have tiktok um and we're just kind of we're kind of trying to put ourselves out there um we would like to open up a little a little mailbag for everybody to kind of you know get a hold of us on like instagram or something like that and just ask us you know some questions about what you'd want to you know things you want to hear us talk about, you know, different opinions and stuff like that. We think it'd be a good way to kind of connect with you guys and um, just kind of get you guys involved and, you know, connect with you guys. Like I said, just to kind of echo that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we know we don't have uh, too many fans right now at the moment. Hopefully that list is going to start growing. Uh, we definitely do want to interact with you guys as often as possible. Um, so anything that anything that you want us to talk about, whether we know about it or we don't, we're going to give it our best shot. Uh, it doesn't have to be about sports. We can talk about fucking cooking if you want us to. I don't know much about cooking, but you know we 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 could do it. I can make a real good grilled cheese. I know a lot about eating. I know a ton about that. <laughs> I know a ton about that. Now, on a serious note, though, um, anything anything that we're uh, that we're not talking about that you guys do want to hear more of, please feel free to uh, you know send us send us a DM on Twitter or on Instagram, and we'll go ahead and um, you know we'll go ahead and see if we can work it. Not see, we definitely will work it into the to the next podcast whenever we uh, whenever we see your DM. Um, you want to drop drop the socials? 
Yeah, so um, all of the ats are at Poppy and Holman SL. Unfortunately, ats have to be a little bit shorter, so we couldn't put Sports Lab, so we abbreviated it to SL. Um, so it's at Poppy and Holman SL. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're putting up little little clips over there on TikTok. Um, so just kind of send us send us a DM. Yeah, send us a DM. Let us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. If you if you want to hear less about the NFL. Or do you want to hear less from Ziggy the Podcast Dog? Uh, he made a really strong presence in this episode. Kind of pissed me off. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Ziggy, Ziggy's a guy. Yeah, so the production value might not be the best um, because of the damn dog. <laughs> We're and, fine. People and, don't mind him. And people walking up and down the stairs and opening my front door. We got to get you some WD-40 for that. Or we should just soundproof the room. Or just nail the door shut till we're done. Fine with any of them. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll, we are getting... We'll come up with some fucking solutions. <laughs> we are getting weird here. Um, so that's just going to wrap it up for today's episode. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed. Hopefully, you know, you guys laughed with us. We we definitely had a lot more, uh, like, joking around this episode. So hopefully you guys laugh with us, enjoy our humor, and uh, we'll come back next week. So... You know, like I said, thank you guys for stopping by and uh, hope to catch you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy.